the following program is brought to you in living color. And the following is a steel production. You have to do the credit to the style of my choosing. Please give you the style of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, this remains for you to thank uh, Stephen Frost, Greg Crooks, Colin Rockery and Ryan Stiles. Richard Ryan to the piano. It's me, Clive Anderson, saying goodnight. Goodnight. Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood are going to be at the Murat at Old National Center. Now, for some of us, that's the hook right there. For others, uh, including my colleague Mike Corbin in the WIBC newsroom, as I just found out, uh, we get to learn who exactly Colin Mockery is. If you're not a, a purveyor of whose line is it anyway, which is now on the CW, formerly on ABC, formerly on the BBC before that, and a man of many talents. I know he just uh, he wrote a book not long ago. He might be a member of Parliament in Canada because uh, they just had elections there a few weeks ago, for all I know. Uh, but it's a real thrill to talk to a man that I've been a big fan of for a long time, Mr. Colin Mockery, who's going to be here in Indy just a few weeks from now. Mr. Mockery, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing swell. It is a uh, man, I can't wait for this show because, like I said, I started watching Who's Line, actually the British version, which got rerun uh, forever on uh, BBC America over here. So I, I love those old shows. Yeah, it was a fun show to do. We actually just did uh, a two-week run in the West End with uh, the British improvisers, which was a lot of fun. Clive Anderson was the host again. Oh, man. Yeah, it was really nice. That was, that was, it's, and it was so fun to con contrast that and, and the subtle differences in style with what you know, we got used to when uh, when Drew Carey uh, was able to uh, leverage and help put it on over here with you and Ryan Stiles, Wayne Brady, et al. And, of course, it, it now continues on the CW. But just the, the subtle differences, Clive Anderson in particular, uh, trying to pick uh, – who always he always said goodnight twice at the end of the show. I think it's, it's a British thing. They like to repeat in case <laughs> you didn't hear the first time. <laughs> And they're too impolite to say, did you understand me? So I'll say it. I think the second one, they slow down a little bit. Okay. but And to this day, I'm, I have to say that every time I see a TV interviewer looking at their subject, doing the nod like you're you know, at least pretending that you know what your interviewee is talking about or uh, agreeing with them, all I can think of is Tony Slattery. And him doing the exaggerated nod to where it looked like his head was going to fall off in his lap. I think of that every single time I see that on TV to this day. You may need help. I, I probably do. That's okay. Uh, you and Brad have been doing this particular, this type of uh, show, live show, for uh, what, gosh, 10 years at least now? Uh, I think this is our 14th year. Wow. Yeah. It's... Um surprising that <laughs> we can still go. Uh, what I love about it is, you know, unlike musical acts who have to do their greatest hits, uh, we don't. Every show is totally different. Every show is just for that audience. They will, uh, no other audience will see the show that they will see that night. Um, it's, yeah, it's just amazing that we're actually making a living in an occupation that didn't exist when we were growing up. And this occupation... Uh, would you you can't call yourself uh, an originator perhaps on TV of improv I guess you could call yourself an originator of improv on TV because improv has been around forever but oh, yeah. as 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 you know as a particular type of performance where you specifically go hey we're going to go to see an, an improv show um that it it really blew up with with whose line 
Yeah, whose line sort of got improv into the uh, public lexicon? I mean, it was always, you know, Jonathan Winters used to do improv on the Jack Parr show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Second City has been around for, I guess, over 50 years now. So improv has always um, been around. But, yeah, whose line sort of got it um, out there, for better or for worse? So now, um, since the show, uh, groups started up in high schools and colleges, um you know, it's a great way to sort of get yourself out there. You don't need uh, anything except, you know, a couple of other people to work with. You don't really need a big stage. You just need some spot somewhere. Uh, you don't need props, everything. Uh, all you need is your imagination and somewhere to work with. Now, you did Second City Toronto, didn't you? I did. I did not realize. I, I, I knew Second City Toronto was a, a thing. I didn't know how... Just how many people had come out of there, though, until earlier this year, I read uh, Martin Short's book, uh, his wonderful mm-hmm. biography, and also Second City Toronto veteran. And just man, it's just you could go on for days talking about the number of talented people who have gone through Second City Toronto. Yeah, it, you know, people like you know, well, you know Dan Aykroyd, Gilda mm-hmm. Radner, um, uh, Mike Myers. There and uh, same with Second City uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Probably over half the people you see in uh, the entertainment industry and movie and television um, have come out of Second City in some way. How much of Second City was improv? How much of it was written sketches? Um, All of the sketches came from improv. So um, when you were doing your show, uh, when it was time to put up a new one, that night you would do some improv scenes, some uh, would sort of, you know, nudge you in a direction to think, oh, this could make a, a scene. So you would sort of write and then take it out the next night and sort of improvise parts that weren't working. So it was a, a nice mixture. It was um, What I loved about Second City was that it really was where you, you can hone your craft. You know, I, I learned how to talk to audiences. I got a chance to improvise every night, which is great, because it really is one of those muscles that if you don't use it, it withers very quickly. So um, it, it was a good training ground. Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood are going to be at the Murat at Old National Center December the 5th. It's a Saturday night at 7 o'clock. With the two-man show, uh, it's obviously, or at least from what I've read, a, a lot of audience participation that, that you guys do. Yeah, it's even more interactive than the, the TV show. Um, every scene starts with a suggestion from the audience. Uh, we have audience members on stage with us for about 80% of the show. So it, it truly is a, a free-for-all. I read somewhere, and I, I always ask questions when I read something on the Internet, because you can believe, of course, everything that you read on the web, uh, that, that, that you wanted, bef- before you got into comedy, you wanted to be a marine biologist. True or false? That is true. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, I was a quiet, studious uh, young man in high school, and, um, you know, very quiet, very shy. And a, a friend dared me to try out for the school play. And that was uh, grade 11, I guess. I got the part, and then I got my first laugh, and that's what led to the downfall. I immediately quit the sciences, got into uh, theater, and uh, been looking for my second laugh ever since. But uh, still, well, kind of a man of science. You just had uh, Bill Nye on the show not long ago. That was a funny show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I love these uh, surprise guests that uh, come on. We never, I never really meet them except 
when I'm doing something hor- horrible to them on the show. <laughs> we never see them before the show, and then they sort of disappear by the time we're finished. So um, all these wonderful people I've worked with who I really don't know at all. You said earlier that improv is a muscle that you need to exercise, otherwise you kind of, uh, I, I guess you can get out of shape, if you will. How how difficult is it to not repeat yourself or not think of the same thing that you thought of uh, a couple of weeks ago or a year ago or, or something like that? Um, one of the things Brad and I really work on is to sort of make that not happen because, it you know, it does... Um, there are times where you go along a familiar uh, a path in a scene and a line will come out that you may have used before. That, And it's not till after you've said it, you go, oh, duh, I said that before. So we, um, we've worked it out so that every time we do a scene, we get a totally different suggestion from the audience so that the scene always goes in a different direction. You know, and every once in a while it's going to happen because basically all you have to use is your partner and everything that's stored in your mind, everything you know about uh, whatever. So every once in a while, a line will come out that you have said before, but for that moment, it was probably the right line to say. Who was funny to you as far as comedians? I've seen you, you've read off a list of uh, funny people, and your your joke was that I just, I watched all these wonderfully talented people and stole a lot from them, which we, we do oh, that in the, in the news business, too. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, I mean, who, it's so much easier than finding your own way. I, I agree. Um, but, I mean, who, who do you think is funny? Um, well, you know, I, I grew up with people like Jonathan Winters and uh, Sid Caesars, yeah. Dick Van Dyke, Jack Benny, Bob Hope, all those guys. Uh, you know, currently, uh, Louis C.K., I think, is uh, just absolutely brilliant and uh, fearless, too, coming up with new material every year and then uh, writing, editing, and uh, performing in a TV show. Uh, nothing but the deepest respect. Uh, same with Ricky Gervais. I find him very funny. His shows um, I, uh, I'm terribly amused by. And I'm sure there's other people I'm forgetting. You know, the cast of Modern Family, I find all uh, very funny and talented. So there's uh, certainly a lot of people out there. Um, I don't get a chance to, you know, uh, see as much comedy as I like. Oh, I should mention uh, Veep is another show I I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus, I think, is uh, like a treasure. She's just incredibly funny. There's an ongoing argument that it's more difficult to be fearless in comedy these days because it's it seems to be easier to offend people. Uh, do you ever worry about that? Um, um, I don't. Um, I certainly understand it because there are times it's very odd. You know, our show, we don't do anything political or, right. um, you know, any really satire. It's all pretty goofy. But there have been times in a scene where, you know, I've killed a mime dog and the audience will turn on you <laughs> and you go you know i there's nothing here i haven't actually done anything but they take it to heart like i'm uh you know a till of the hunt or something so um there is a lot of, um i i find more than when i first started you'll say something and there'll be a, a reaction from the audience like oh and my thing is well that's not the way i meant it that's the way you interpreted it. So really, it's your problem. And I, I can't really worry about your problems. I'm just trying to get a show going. But it, it is getting a, a, I don't know if it's tougher, but it's a little odder. That reminds me of something that happened on the show years ago. You, 
I believe it was you and Ryan, you were going to do a game where you acted out uh, what was supposed to be an intro to a 70s or 80s sitcom while Wayne sang the uh, theme from that sitcom right. back then. And mm-hmm. and the suggestion was that, or I guess you were looking for audience suggestions as to who was going to be in the sitcom, and the suggestion came out to pair up Bill Cosby and Hitler. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and I it, I thought it was funny that they left all of this in the episode, someone from the, the floor ran out to Drew and said, it looked like he was saying, okay, you can't do that. We can't, uh, for risk of offending people. And and Drew seemed to legitimately get mad that you couldn't do oh, yeah. He has a real button about censorship. Uh-huh. And um, as he brought up constantly throughout that show, it yeah. was kind of ridiculous because, uh, first of all, uh, you know, the History Channel kind of highlights Hitler. And um, I, I think what bothered us was there wasn't the trust that we were going to handle it with as much care as we could. We certainly weren't going to go all crass. And I just find it amusing now that people would probably be more upset if we took Cosby. Yeah, knowing what we know now. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Colin Mockery, Brad Sherwood at the Murat at Old National Center. It's Saturday, December 5th, 7 o'clock. And we've got all the info at WIBC.com. Man, has been looking forward to having you in town for a long time and uh, really cannot wait to see the show. And it's been a pleasure having you on today. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me on.